Good morning. Welcome to the Cape League Roundup. It's the 17th of June, 2022, and this is the Cape League Roundup for the games played on the 16th of June, 2022. I'm Chris Lynch, and let's begin with the Falmouth Commodores getting their first win of the season, first of uh, what was an offensive-filled day throughout the course of uh, this uh, yesterday was... What day was yesterday? Oh my goodness, I'm getting my calendar mixed up. Uh, yesterday was Thursday, today is Friday. So, for Thursday, runs, 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 and even more runs. Falmouth uh, got their first win of the season. They are now 1-3. and three. They beat the Chatham Anglers 5-4. And they leaned into a pretty uh, balanced offensive performance. And they got their runs early. They got all five of their runs in the first three innings of play. Chatham got two runs of their own in the second inning, so uh, a lot of this game's offense at Arnie Allen Diamond at Gulf Fuller Field was packed into the early stages of, uh, of the proceedings. Um, the win ends up going to the second pitcher on the... It's interesting looking at the pitching performances and how there's very few times it seems that uh, people are going to let their starters, frankly, go that long. And I don't really like that about this league now is that you really have to have an exceptional performance if you are to go long into the game. Uh, nevertheless, it's Levi Wells who ends up getting the win for Falmouth from Texas State. They still feel kind of bad for them that they uh, uh, had such a good performance against Stanford and couldn't quite get through. Uh, the Falmouth pitcher who started the game was Grayson Hit from Alabama, and he was fine. Three innings, a hit, two runs. Both of them earned five walks and four strikeouts. He kind of labored through a lot of his game, but he did manage to get through it. Wells, three innings, a hit, no runs, two walks, and six strikeouts, 15 Ks. Uh, across all of the different pitchers for Falmouth, all five of them that they threw. The last one, Joey Ryan from Boston College, got a save. BC has sent a lot of guys down to the Cape this year, and they've performed rather well. Uh, the loss ends up going to Hayden Dirk from Louisiana Lafayette, the uh, Raging Cajuns, which is just my favorite of the mascot names. He only goes an inning and a third, four hits, three runs, all of them earned two Ks and a walk. He just plain had a bit of a tough go of it. Um, you know, yeah, I feel a bit bad for him on uh, on that one. As far as the top uh, offensive performances, Falmouth kind of balanced it out. Drew But Butcher, I I want to say his name is Drew Butcher, but no, it's Butcher B R U T C H. ER from South Florida uh, had two hits, batted in a run, and scored a run. So he's probably your top offensive performer. He's actually the only guy with multiple hits. Uh, RBI also go to the center fielder Andrew Pinckney, also from uh, Alabama. Their first baseman Jacob Walsh out of Oregon drove in a run and. Um, and the designated hitter, Kyle Russell from Washington State, 
also drove in a run. Chatham, they didn't have one person. They had one person who had multiple hits in this game, Thomas Caulfield from Millersville University out in Pennsylvania. He had two singles. He drove in a run. He had the uh, one of the better performances, offensively speaking, but pretty balanced, uh, all things considered. Chatham now 1-2-1 and one on the season right now. The Falmouth Commodores 1-3. and three. They now have their first victory of the season, so they get to move on and uh, try and continue their um, their season as it has been so very nicely done by the Commodores to get their first win of the season. Just needed to get that out of the way. Falmouth is going to play Hyannis tonight at McKeon Park, looking to try and win their second game of the season. Chatham will be hosting... Uh, sorry, we'll be visiting Katuit at 5 p.m. And speaking of the Katuit Kettleers, they have been spectacular to open up the season. They defeat the Bourne Braves on the road last night, seven to nothing, and this was a dominant performance by the Kettleers. Uh, Brooks Baldwin from North Carolina Wilmington. Had three base knocks throughout the course of the game. Drove in a run. The right fielder, Carter Trice, hit a three-run home run from North Carolina State to power the offense. And then the pitching on this game as well. It was pretty balanced. Um, of course, nobody gave up a run. The starter for this game, Adam Boucher from Duke, they only let him go three and two-thirds. He did walk three guys. He struck out four guys. He didn't give up a hit in his time out on the mound. Um, there are four pitchers who ended up throwing. Uh, Ethan Chenault from North Carolina Wilmington through two and a third without giving up any damage. Joseph Williams from Pomona Pitzer, which is a D3 school out in Southern California, threw an inning and a third. And the win actually ends up going to Will Jacobson from originally from San Francisco, but goes to Harvard. The Crimson Man throws the last inning in the third, gives up just one hit, doesn't walk anybody, doesn't strike anybody out, but does his job and gets the win. The starter for Bourne, Adam Tullock from Arizona State, ends up getting the loss three in the third, six runs on six hits, two walks and six strikeouts. I really don't like all those sixes. That's a little too close to the mark of the beast for my liking. Uh, only three hits given up by Katuit and the Kettleers are currently the best team in the league. It's only four games in, and these teams are going to turn over a fair bit more this year than in past years, just because of the timing of when the Major League Baseball draft is. But still, you have to give a tremendous amount of credit and respect to the uh, Kettleers and to Coach Roberts for the great work that he's done to have his guys ready to go and performing so well in the early going. Um, they are facing off against Chatham. Uh, Katuit is not listed a probable. Chatham has. They will be throwing Carlos Ray, a junior from Nova Southeastern, who's already thrown one inning so far. He threw an inning actually against Katuit in a 5-0 game that the Kettleers won. Um, he did Fine. He gave up a walk and a hit in one inning, but didn't give up a run. So uh, he'll be getting the start and looking to try and turn the Anglers' 
kind of cold start around. They are one, three, and one. Or sorry, one, two, and one through the first four games of the season. Ketuit trying to keep things as they are. Oh, by the way, that uh, that Hyannis versus Falmouth game does not have any probable starters listed um, on either side. So there is that. By the way, speaking of Hyannis. Uh, the biggest single run total and the highest scoring offensive game so far of the Cape League season belonged to the Wareham Gatemen at the Hyannis Harbor Hawks expense. 11 to 5 ends up being the final. Wareham plots four runs on the board in the first inning, another three in the third. Hyannis got two back, but at the end of three, they were down 7 to 2. They got beat up kind of badly. Uh, this was the uh, this was the to this point best offensive performance of the season and um, for any team and the gate men under new management looking pretty good at two one and one so far on the season the Harbor Hawks one two and one which is a definite improvement over uh, where they were last year that not for the uh, the first inning. The loss ends up going to Jackson Balmeister from Florida State, and he just he did not get an out. He gave he faced six batters. He walked two guys. He gave up four hits, and he gave up four runs. All of them earned. And Hyannis was never really able to dig themselves out of that unbelievably brutal start to the uh, to the game. The win ends up going to the last pitcher thrown by um, by uh, Falmouth, excuse me, by Wareham. Uh, Bobby Alcock from Gardner-Webb, actually from Lynn, Massachusetts, up on the North Shore, but goes to Gardner-Webb down in uh, North Carolina, I believe. So he uh, throws the last two innings of the game, strikes out one guy. Only five strikeouts gotten by the uh, Wareham pitching staff. An inning and a third thrown by Patrick Harrington out of Northeastern from Bedford, New Hampshire. Um, Wyatt Hudipole, I don't know how to pronounce that name, from Kentucky, throws two and two and two thirds, gives up a run, strikes out two guys, walks three, and the starter, Jacob Cravey from Samford, was pretty good in this one. Three innings, two runs, four hits, a walk, and a K. He did fine. The um, the offense really was the story of this game. Uh, Ian Farrow from Miami had the biggest of uh, offensive outputs. Two hits, including a double. He scored a run. He drove in three. Uh, this was this was an offensive barrage. Kellum Clark from Brandon, Mississippi, from Mississippi State, had the uh, had the other big offensive game. Three hits. Three doubles, three runs batted in. Um, he's having a good time, but he's hitting 400 through his first three games on Cape, which is just spectacular. So uh, the Gatemen off to a fun start to the season. Not as if uh, Hyannis didn't get some offense going their way. They did score five runs of their own. Noan Shanuel from Florida Atlantic from Boynton Beach Got two hits and scored a run, both singles in in his case. So uh, Hyannis seems to be in a much better position now than when they were 
uh, throughout all of last season. The new management seems to be uh, seems to have them for the most part in a good spot, and I think they just had one particularly tough game last night. So I'm sure that they will be able to uh, turn that around. Wareham continues their road swing. They are going to Brewster today for a five o'clock first pitch. And speaking of Brewster. I am good at these transitions today. <laughs> um, speaking of Brewster, the Whitecaps beat Orleans seven to two. They were at one point up seven to nothing um, in this game. They had a good time in what I believe is geographically the closest uh, field to them at uh, Eldridge Park, and this game defined by pitching in the early stages of it that really was the difference. Henry Leak from BC, five innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. He was fantastic. And uh, his counterpart in the starter circle, Shane Telfer from Pepperdine, he only threw two and two-thirds innings. He gave up six hits and five runs, all of them earned. He walked one, he struck out two. He had a very tough... Really, third inning is when the Whitecaps exploded for five runs all in that frame. And uh, Whitecaps got a guy on with a couple outs. And then they started with a two-out rally with uh, Parks Harbor with an RBI single. Grayson, Grayson Tatro with an RBI. Curtis Byrne returning to the Cape for a second season was the catcher for the Whitecaps last season. Drove in uh, two runs in his first at-bat back on Cape, and well, Whitecaps fans very happy to see him back. Orleans does get two runs late on in the ball game. Eight hits total for the Firebirds throughout the course of the game. Both of those runs came across in the eighth inning. Jake Cunningham with a double to bring home Luke Keyshaw and Jacob Wilson, but that's the only offense that they're able to scratch across the plate. Brewster is now 3-1-0. and They're tied with Harwich atop the East. Orleans is 1-2-1. and uh, Orleans is going to YD today to uh, try and get... Both those teams are looking to try and get their offensive season on the uh, correct spin. I'll give you the list of probables for uh, that game in a moment. As far as the Wareham-Brewster game, 5 p.m., Actually, th all three of the fields that do not have lights are hosting games today. Uh, for Wareham, they are putting Jason Woodward from Florida Gulf Coast from, I think, Titusville, Florida, is how you say his hometown's name. Again, from FGCU, will be going for the Gateman. Jackson Nizua, Nizu, N-E-Z-U-H, from Florida State, St. Cloud, Florida, is the scheduled starter for the Brewster Whitecaps. Both these uh, players will be making their Cape League uh, debuts. And one final game from last night. YD is still looking for their first win of the season. They fall to 0-3-1 against the 3-1-0 Harwich Mariners, who win the only true pitching duel of the evening. 2-1 ends up being the final from... Um, my goodness, why can't I say words? Ends up being the final from White House Field. Um, this was really an excellent, excellent pitcher's duel. And it's really defined by the performance of the starters. And it, 
par, which is starter, was slightly better. Carlson Reed from Marietta, Georgia, from West Virginia University. Five innings, five Ks, a walk, a run, and three hits. He was very good. And uh, his counterpart on the YD mound, Grant Taylor, not quite as good. Not a bad performance. He threw four innings. He gave up four hits. He gave up two runs. He struck out six. He was fine. Uh, and the guy who came on after him, Mike Matthew Cavanaugh from Nova Southeastern, was rather good as well in four innings, a hit, and uh, four Ks. problem is that the YD offense just couldn't generate anything after they got their only run across in the second inning. It was really great, great, great pitching from the back end of the Harwich bullpen after Reed's performance to start Joe Savino from Elon from Ronkonkoma, New York, pitched the next three innings after Reed, and the save ends up going to Hunter Hodges from North Carolina, Wilmington. Two Ks and a hit uh, for a clean for a relatively clean ninth inning. The lone run for YD came across in the second inning. Jonathan Long with an RBI double to bring home Michael Bovey. And the two runs for the Harwich Mariners got spread out. One came home in the third inning. Nick Goodwin with a single to bring home Kenny Lavari. And the other run came home in the fifth inning. That on the uh, part actually brought home by a double play. So, of course, no RBI. Uh on the batting work by Kyle Teal with Cole Harding doing the damage of actually coming home to score the run. So some real small ball throughout the course of the night at, uh, at White House Field. But Harwich gets the win. Harwich and Brewster now tied for first place atop the standings in the Eastern Division. Uh, Harwich is going to be hosting the Bourne Braves. Harwich hasn't listed a probable starter Bourne has. They've got Cade Boxrucker from Campbell uh, starting on the bum for them. That is just one of my absolute favorite names. And Orleans is going to YD, 5 p.m. at Red Wilson Field. And both Orleans is off to a tough start. And YD, who is as of yet the only team who is still looking for their first win of the season. Uh, YD hasn't listed a probable starter. It will be Cole Reynolds from Elon. Uh, down in North Carolina, not um, not not a university named for the guy who owns Tesla. No, uh, Cole Reynolds from Elon University in North Carolina, originally from Clayton, Delaware, will be scheduled on the bump for Orleans. And Scott Pickler's Whitey Red Sox still looking to try and get something going in their favor. The only team as of yet without a win, and the and in the lone pitching game on an offensive day in the Cape. Again, one quick rundown of the games today. Katuit is hosting Chatham, YD is hosting Orleans, and Brewster is hosting Wareham. All three of those games are at 5 p.m. Hyannis is hosting Falmouth at 6, and Harwich is hosting Bourne at 6.30. That's your Cape League Roundup for the 17th of June, 2022. I'm Chris Lynch. We hope you get out and enjoy some Cape League baseball. Thank you.